Here we go. Towards the bottom of Pei Aleph Amad Bey's 81a, we are up to the Mishnah. And today's daf is daf Pei Bey's. Zok the Mishnah. Nitma Sholem Ayrubai. If the entire Karban Pesach became Tomei, or majority of the meat became Tomei. Now let's assume, because the Mishnah is not clear as to when it became Tomei. When did it become Tomei? At what stage of being a Karban did it become Tomei? And the Gemara is going to discuss this. But let's assume that it became Tomei due to negligence. So if you have, somebody brings a carbon Pesach, and somewhere along the way, the, the carbon became Tameh, it has to be after the Shechita, because an animal does not become Tameh before the slaughtering. So somewhere from after the Shechita till the eating, it became Tameh, or a majority of it became Tameh. They would bring it in front of the Bira. The Bira was an area like we explained yesterday when we ended off with this Mishnah. It was an area on the Harabayas, on the Temple Mount. And they would take the wood of the Mizbeach, which was permitted to use, to burn these, uh, these Tomei offerings. Nitma Miyutai, if only a small part of the carbon ended up being Tomei, Vahanaisar, or any meat from the carbon Pesach was left over, then the halach is like this. If I have my carbon and a small amount became tamay, or I have no sar, I don't need to bring that meat to be burnt on the harabayas. I'm allowed to take my own wood and burn it in my own backyard or on top of my roof. I don't need to go schlep back to the base of Mikdash. Cheapskates who are too cheap to use their own wood, all right, so they now have a miyut, a small amount that's tameh, or leftover meat. They don't want to spend money. It's my firewood. It belongs to my fire, but I don't have Say, okay, you can burn it. You can go back to the Harabayas and burn it. The reason why they did this is because they wanted to get additional benefit from the wood of the Beis HaMikdash, and we actually allowed this. Okay, now the reason why this was allowed is because the whole Kedusha, all the holiness of the wood of the Atzei HaMaracha, the wood that was meant to be on top of the Mizbeach, it was at the time that it's Mekadesh, at the time that it belongs to Hektish, there's like a Tanai. It's brought in on condition that it may also be used for this purpose. Okay? Zok the Gemara, says the Gemara. My timer. What is the reason why if a majority of the carbon or the entire carbon becomes tummy, we say burn it on the Harabayas? Fascinating Gemara. Omar Abiyasi Barchanina, because Kedei Levaishan, we wanted to purposely embarrass these people for bringing a carbon Pesach and being negligent in allowing that carbon to become Tomei. What's your excuse? And when somebody has no excuse for the animal having become Tomei, it's because they're negligent, you say, okay, we're going to do something that is going to bring to a level of embarrassment that will allow the person to know, hey, 
if I'm not careful now, I'm going to be embarrassed later. For example, let's talk practical. Unfortunately, we don't have the, the carbon Pesach yet. Mirzam will have it this year. But unfortunately, we're in Gullah, so we can't give an example of a carbon for us. But practically speaking, somebody speaks Lashon Hara about somebody else. And they want to do tshuva. How do you do tshuva? So we know that things that are adam transgressions that are interpersonal, you have to go and ask forgiveness. What if I speak Lashon about somebody, but by me going and asking forgiveness is going to cause that guy more pain than my actual Lashon Hara? The Chafetz Chaim says that it's actually better to not ask Mechilin. I am going to suffer for it. You're going to suffer anyway. You should have thought about it first. There are certain, there are times, there are situations, there are times where we'll put into place a halacha to ensure that it never happens in the first place. Because if you do this, you're going to be stuck. It's going to be an embarrassing situation. And hopefully that will serve as a preventive. Unfortunately, I'll give you another example. A mamzer. A mamzer. You have a man who has relations with a married with a married woman. That woman has a child. That kid is a mamzer. Why? I I want to do tshuva. The Torah put something in place to make sure that nobody will ever be a mamzer. And a, a, a yid has to know, if you do this, sin, and you cause a woman to be unfaithful to her husband, you're going to cause a situation that's embarrassing, and there's no backing out. You should think about it first, and hopefully this will serve as an impediment to not do it in the first place. Next piece of mission. Nitma miyuta. If, let's say, only a miyut of the carbon became tummy. Here we go. Says the Gemara, we said if only a small part becomes tummy, so people could burn it in, on their rooftops with their own wood, do whatever they want for a minute, ask a contradiction. person leaves Yerushalayim, and you remember he has Bizar Kaidash. Now, Bizar Kaidash, holy meat, has to be eaten only inside the walls of Yerushalayim. As soon as you take it outside the walls of Yerushalayim, it's no longer fit. So a person took it outside Yerushalayim. If he passed Tarat Saifim, if he's so far away, that it's going to make a long schlep to go all the way back. We say, you could burn it with your own wood wherever you are, but if it's a short way back, now we go on to today's daf. You got to go back to Yushalayim, same place. You burn it by the Bira on the Arabayas with the Atzei Hama'aracha. Okay? Now, what you see from over here is, it depends on how far you are that determines whether you go back to the Harabayas. So why in our Mishnah do we say that if it's a minority, it depends on size, whether to go back to the Harabayas? Ask the Gemara Kasha, what sends me back to the Harabayas to do the burning? Is it the measurement or is it the distance? Amar Ocham Baruch, Ocham Baruch says, like Kasha, Kan Ba'achsanoi, Kan Ba'alabayas. One's talking about Nachsanoi. Nachsanoi is a regular traveler. Okay, Nachsanya is a guest. And Memela, he's going to have to use the wood of the Harabayas. He doesn't have any of his own wood to do it on his own rooftop because he doesn't live there. So they were talk- otherwise talking about a Yid who lives in Yerushalayim. Okay? So he has his own wood and he can do it in his own backyard. Omar of Papa, Papa says, or he could answer, 
We're both dealing with Achsenai, guests. Kan shehechzik bederech. Kan shalaihechzik bederech. Maybe the difference is whether you started traveling yet. Okay? When you didn't start traveling, then uh, that, uh, that's where our Mishnah says, if a person already left Yerushalayim, oh, so we're not going to say you got to go back and get your own wood. You'll be allowed to use the, the hektish wood. Rizvid Omar, Rizvid says, Really, it's the first shot of Rechama Bar Ukva, who says the difference in Nachsanai and Balabayas, Kam Bachsanai, Kam Balabayas, Vavagav Lehechzik Baderech, and we could even be talking about where he didn't start traveling yet, Nachsanai, Kivan Deles, Lei, Asu, Kaitzonim, but in Nachsanai, a guest, who, who, uh, we, we, we view him, since he doesn't own any wood, we'll view him like the cheapskate of the mission. Yeah, the cheapo, who doesn't want to use his own wood, wants to use the wood of the base. I mean, you say, okay, fine, you want to do that? In good the Tanam we learned in our Mishnah, Hakatzalim Sarfasef and Abira, Bishwalihanais Me Ate Hama Aracha, which they actually were permitted to do. It's not called it's not considered Me'ila of using the the hectic things for yourself, like we explained when we read the Mishnah, because this wood was been it was Makadesh with that Tanai, with that condition. Period. End of that discussion. Okay. Here we go. Tonu Rabbona. The rabbis learned the social week. A person comes to burn it in the, their uh, private courtyard. With the wood of Hektish. A person, listen here, a person has a small part of his carbon that became Tomei. What did we say? Either take your own wood and do it in your backyard or on your roof, or you could use Hektish's wood on the Harabayas. What happens if a person takes the wood of Hektish to his backyard? Ain't Shaimlam. We say Ziskite, sweetie, put it back. Let's say they want to bring their own wood to the Harabayas and burn it over there. Ain't Shaimlam. We say, sweetie, Ziskite. Take your wood back to your house. If you're doing it on the Harabayas, you're going to use our wood. You're not using your own wood. Says the Gemara to explain. It makes sense why if they want to take the wood that belongs to the Harabayas to their backyards, we say, go put it back. Because the only time you're allowed to use this wood is to burn your, your Tomei meat. But what happens is, if you're going to take wood to your backyard to burn your tummy meat, what if there's extra wood? People may come to use it for their personal use, and that may be me'ila. Because you could have extra wood that wasn't used to burn the, the tummy carbon. So it makes sense why we say you cannot remove wood from the harabais and bring it to your backyard. Because as a concern, it'll come to a person using it for their personal thing. It'll come to an time Why can't I bring my wood to the base of Mikdash? To burn. What's the problem? Why not? Rabbi Yosef Yosef gives one answer. Rabbi Yosef says, one reason is, because then it goes, oh, I brought my own wood. You're using the wood of the Harabai. He said, all right? We don't want to be like people feeling pressure. Rabbi says, because of Chshad. What's the Chshad? Chshad's like this. Beautiful. Rashi explains, if we allow people to bring their private wood to the Harabai's, to burn the tummy carbon, there may be times where after their carbon is burnt, they're going to want to bring the extra wood back to their yard, which they're allowed to do. It's theirs. 
But other people are going to think, hey, I see Tendler walking off the Harabayas with wood. He's taking one from the base of Mikdash. Ganav. What's he doing? Therefore, Rava says, the reason why we don't allow you to bring wood, your own private wood to the Harabayas is because if we allow that, there's a concern that when you leave and take the extra wood back, people are going to think that you're a Ganav. And you're doing an Aveir. What's the practical difference between Rabbi Yosef's reason of to not embarrass some people and Rav's reason of it doesn't look good? The difference is the icy kani vichar yusa the loichazi lemaaracha. The difference is going to be that if a person brings a specific type of dry wood that is not fit anyway to be burnt on the mizbeach, so Rav will allow it because there's no chshad. When you walk off with your extra wood, no one's going to say, oh, you're taking the wood of the Mizbeach. No, I'm not, because this wood's not allowed on the Mizbeach anyway. But if you're concerned about people being embarrassed for not bringing their own wood, okay, so that, that svara, that logic continues to apply. Okay. Last piece of Gemara before the Mishnah, Tan Hasam. We also learned in a Mishnah, very interesting, you know, let's introduce this like this. It's very interesting. Before we learn the, the Tan Hasam. The Kohanim were split up into 48 groups. And everybody got to work in the Beis HaMikdash one week a year. And the remaining weeks were raffled off. Auctioned, they were raffled off. Each group of Kohanim is called a Mishmar. Okay, we had this in Brachas, remember, yeah? A Mishmar is a group of Kohanim that worked in the Beis HaMikdash. At the, there's a very interesting halacha. And the halacha is that whenever somebody brings a carbon, either them or their agent needs to be there at the time the carbon's being brought. So if a Yisrael needs to bring a carbon chatas, he can't just attach a note to the back of his goat. Dear Kayan, shech this for me. I sinned. You need to be there. There's a whole process. Because of this, a carbon hatamid, which was brought daily, who was that being brought for? Klal Yisrael. Oh, Klal Yisrael. Since there's a halacha, that it's a proper thing for the owner, to, that, or the owner needs to be there at the time of the carbon being makriv, being offered, Every carbon atomid had the Kohanim who were broken up into groups for that week bring it. And the Yisraelim as well had groups of representatives to be there at all times. They were called Ma'amados. Okay? Ma'amados are the people who stood there in the Beis Hamikdash on behalf of Klal Yisrael. So here we go. With that introduction, let's read the Mishnah. Tan Hosom. I learned in the Mishnah. The head of the Maimid, the Israelim who were standing there, he would um, tell the Kahanim who were Tame to stand on the Shar Hamizrach, the eastern gate. My time away, Amar Bezik, they have a Vaishim, could be Mavayishim, Rava Amar Bneachshad. Okay? Rabbi says, you know why we put them there? Uh, Rabbi Cohen, you have one week a year to make sure your Tahar to work. What sort of mishigas is this with you being tummy? Okay? And Rashi here explains 
that it also looked bad for them. Because now that they were Tame, let's say it was an accident. Let's say they had to become Tame. The Kayan's sister died. Okay? So, let's say it had to be Tame. So they would put them on the eastern side so that people would notice them. And say, oh, the reason why they're not bringing the Avaida is because they are Tame. Rav Rav says the reason is because of Khshad. Again, yeah, that was the one is to be embarrassed. Another one is Khshad. People shouldn't suspect they're not doing the Avaida. Might be Nayu, he could be Nayu, me, funky. The difference is um, about people who are mefunky. Yeah, uh, we'll call mefunky are lazy, spoiled people that uh, don't work anyway. Okay? The, they don't know how to work, they don't know how to do anything. So, um, people aren't viewing it like they're purposely walking away from the Avaidah. Another Nafkamina is going to be somebody who doesn't earn a lot of money in the first place. It literally means somebody who makes ropes. It's referring to somebody who's got a job that pays less than minimum wage, doesn't really earn an income anyway, and is is much happier uh, um, uh, not working at all. It's not going to take much work for them to just stand in the uh, to, for them to just stand in the base Hamikdash. Okay, so nobody's going to look at him and say, "Oh, the reason why he's not doing that is because he's trying to get a lot of money." And he doesn't want to miss work. No, the guy's gone fine. He doesn't care to miss work. There would be no suspicion about that. But there would be Levaisham. That would be a swara to, to make sure that they that they don't become tummy. Okay. Period. End of that Gemara. Okay. Next mission. Here we go. The Mishnah is going to tell us that if you ever have a carbon that becomes Tameh and therefore is puzzled, you burn that carbon right away. If the carbon itself has a problem, very important to catch on to this, if the carbon itself has a problem, you burn it immediately. If the kayin, if the carbon itself does not have a problem, rather, the reason why I can't bring the carbon is because the owner is tummy, or there's an outside issue, something happened separate from the body of the carbon that makes it no longer a kosher carbon, it's no longer capable of being brought, the owner became tummy would be a classic example. The animal's fine. The animal looks perfect. Nothing happened to the animal. But the owner's tummy, so you can't bring it. The halacha is, you're not allowed to burn it then. You have to wait till the next day to burn it. Why? Because apparently meat starts to change in looks when you leave it overnight. This came up earlier in the Masechta. And we want to make sure that it's clear to people who are looking at this carbon. Everything looks great. So people are going to think, why are you burning it? What are you doing? It's fine. The animal's not tummy. The animal doesn't have a, it's not a trefa. There's an owner problem. People don't see that though. The owner died. The owner's tummy. Then we say, wait till overnight. This way the, the, the meat changes and looks. And once it changes and looks, so now people aren't going to come to think that you could burn 
tahar meat because they're going to know, oh, okay, yeah, so it already looks different. There must be there's a problem with this. So to give the rule, when there's a problem with the guf ha-karban, the body of the carbon, you can burn it immediately. When you, the problem is outside of the guf ha-karban, you wait till the next day so that the looks change. Let's get into this. Says the Mishnah, Petzach Shiatsu a carbon Pesach is taken outside Yerushalayim, or it became Tomet. You sorry if Miyad, you don't wait. Why? Because the issue is with the carbon. A carbon Pesach, here's another halacha we haven't discussed yet in the Masechta. The carbon Pesach needed to be eaten inside Yerushalayim. And once it's shechted, if it's taken outside Yerushalayim, it's no longer fit. It's a problem with the animal. Or it became Tomet. Problem with the animal. What do you do? Burn it before you have if the owner became Tomei or he died, then you got to wait for the looks to change, meaning you wait till tomorrow. And you burn it on the 16th day of Nisan. Even if the owner becomes Tomei or dies, you can burn it right away. Because as long as nobody's going to eat this, you're permitted to, uh, you're permitted to burn this right away, okay? And um, the Gemara later on on this daf is going to explain exactly what the case over here is. When did this animal become Tomei that we're saying that it has nobody to eat it? What exactly the, uh, does he mean by this, that there's nobody available to eat this? We're going to get this towards... Uh, a little bit more than halfway down Namud Bey. Zok the Gemara. Bishlam Atame makes sense. The animal becomes Tame. Ksiba Basashika Bechol Tame. La Yachal Beish Vesari. If any meat that becomes Tame, you burn in a fire. Okay, so you know you burn it right away. Ela Yaitim Nan. How do you know that an animal, a carbon pesach, taken outside the walls, Yushalayim, needs to be burnt? Answer the Gemara. The Chsiv. Hein La Yuvas Dama El Hakaydash Pnima. Okay? Now. Don't worry about understanding this answer right now. Because this brisa that we're about to quote is is going to answer this question with a roundabout halacha. So so keep we got to we got to keep in mind the steps. Step number one of the gemara. When an animal becomes tamei, we know you burn it. How do you know that when it leaves Yerushalayim, it's a kshayla? How do you know? Step number one is a kshayla. How do you know when an animal leaves Yerushalayim it needs to be burnt? Answers the gemara. I'll show you. And now we're going to read a brysa where this brysa is inferred that something that's taken outside of its proper place you burn. How so? And the Gemara is going to lead us to the story of Aaron and his two sons the day that the Mishkan was put up, was inaugurated. His two sons died. Not the Venavil. We're familiar with these psukim in the title. Not the Venavil died. All right. Not the Venavil died. Did the show stop? No. The show continued, right? The 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 Avaida, the service of the Mishkan, continued even after another one of you died. So this is where this Brisa picks up. It says, Aaron says the blood wasn't brought into the Kodesh, to the holies. Let's read through the conversation. 
Moshe had said to Aaron, None of you have died. Why aren't you eating the carbon chatas? And again, I'm going to, I'm just reiterating. We're looking for a proof that when an animal is taken outside of its proper domain, you burn it. Okay? Maybe the reason why he didn't eat the chatas is because the blood went into the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Now, the achatas was always shechted on the outside Mizbeach. It wasn't allowed to be brought inside. So Maisha Aaron, maybe the reason why you're not eating it is because the blood went into the wrong area. Amr Lav, Aaron says, no, that wasn't the problem. You're right. If it would have gone there, that would have been a reason to not eat it. But that's not why I'm not eating it. Omar Lai, Maisha says to him, This is going to be the proof. This line. Maybe the reason why you're not eating it is because it went outside its mechitza. It, the meat was taken outside of a designated area. Aaron, why aren't you eating it? Is it because the meat left its area? Which means when meat leaves an area, what do you do? Burn it. This line is going to be the proof. We're going to finish this bright. So anyway, but this is the line. Aaron said, no, it never left its area. That's not why I'm not eating it. So Maisha says, so why aren't you eating it? That's the conversation. The Gemara right now does not tell us Aaron's response. Later on the daf, we're going to learn that ultimately the reason why Aaron and his children, the reason why Aaron did not eat from the Karmachatas, there's Machlekes later on in the daf as to why he didn't do it, either because, the Gemara later on is going to tell us, either because he was an Ainain, okay? Either because uh, him and his sons were an Ainan and they felt that uh, uh, that uh, Ainan is not allowed to go beyond what needed to be done. And since one, and once the carbon was kosher, that sufficed. Okay? Um, or either because uh, uh, they were in Ainan or because of a separate issue. A separate issue which... Uh, we'll get into as well, towards the bottom. Uh, towards the bottom of Amud Beis and uh, towards the top, we're going to have a machloikas between Rabbi Yosef and Rabbi concerning this. But be it as it may, you see very clearly that when the meat is taken outside of an area, the halacha is, you burn it. Says the Gemara. Inami ayodamalifnim basreifahi. Okay? It's mechlal de'inam, because if it would have been or the blood didn't go inside of wood, you would have burnt it. So you see very clearly that you do burn if it leaves its area. It makes sense when it becomes the Torah reveals to us by Kachim Kalim that Kachim Kalim is a Shlomim and a Karbam Pesach. So we'll say, oh, certainly by Kachim Kachim, yeah, which are usually more strict than Kachim Kalim. And if a Kachim Kalim becomes puzzle when it leaves the walls. Certainly, Kachi Kachim should become puzzle when it leaves the walls. Ashkan Kachi Kachim, Kachi Kalim and Olan. But Eliyaitse, when it comes to leaving an area, very nice, very nice that by Kachi Kachim, which is what uh, which is what Aaron and his children brought. They brought a Chatas, which is, that's called Kachim Kachim. Maybe we're strict there, but Kachi Kalim, maybe a carbon Pesach and a Shlamim Maybe that's allowed to leave the walls of Yerushalayim. Kachikalim and Alan Vesu. And furthermore, Hadatang, this is the one to the Baisa. Lan Dama. 
let's say if the blood is left overnight, top of Amud Beis, Nishpach Dama, the halacha is, you spill out the blood, you're not allowed to sprinkle it. Yatsa Dama Chutzakayim, the blood goes outside the general area of the curtains. The Kaimalam Bisreifa, the halacha is, that you get Shreifa Minal. And where's that source going to be? So I'll tell you the source. Nafkalam, Reb Shimon, we learned out from Reb Shimon, the Tani, we learned in Reb Shimon, Reb Shimon, Reb Shimon says, Ba'kaydesh, Ba'ishti Sarif, in the Kaydesh, Ba'ishti Sarif, it's burnt in fire. The al Chatas, it teaches us about a carbon chatas shesrefasa bakaidesh that it's burnt in the kaidesh in the elizubel vat, and I only know that the carbon chatas is burnt in the kaidesh sharp shulei kachim kachim. I know other uh, areas of kachim kachim, other types of carbonus. For example, Rashi says the asham ba'ila and the mincha. They that uh, as long as they stayed in the proper area, it's a kosher carbon. Tamar leimar v'chol bakaidesh peishti sorry. Any kaidesh that it needs to be within the kaidesh in order, uh, in order to be kosher. Otherwise, ba'esh tisarif. You see very clearly. anytime you have a carbon that becomes puzzle, the halacha is you burn it. Now, the, what, what would I have done otherwise? If the halacha is you don't burn it, what would you do? Answer is it could be anything. Maybe the halacha is to go bury it. The shaila was, hey, no, you have to burn. These carbonas. Where do you see that you, that a dafka needs shreif? Says the Gemara. Okay, very nice. You found the source for kachi kachim. Ashman kachi kachim. You found that kachi kachim. Uh, something's on a level of holy of holies, right? Like a carbon chatos, an osham mincha, uh, um, and oila. Uh, you find that when they become possible, they need to be burnt. Kachi kalim minol. How do you know that an that a carbon which is kachim kalim? That becomes tame or ruin. How do you know that needs to be burnt? Allah says the Gemara Kopsula the Kodesh Besreifa. The halacha is anything that beco- that is holy and becomes possible is always burnt. Not because I have a pasuk proving it, but I have a lachum It's passed down to me through Messiah. Gemara Gemirila vechatos the Aram Bishumaisa Shehoya Kach Hoya. He says first of all the reason why everything is burnt is because of lachum Sinai. And by the way, the only reason why we brought down the story of Aaron and his children is to teach us just lemaisa what happens. And don't be concerned that if those psukim seem to infer not like the halach lemaish misinai, because that was just telling, uh, going over the incident as it happened. Period. Okay, we're done with that. Done with that part of the of part of that discussion. Okay. Says the Gemara. Now that we've had this discussion about animals that are tummy, whether it's kachi kachim or kachi kalim, get burnt. We're going to take that foundation and see where else it applies. According to the Tana, from the yeshiva of Rabbi Baravua, the Amar Afibu Pigul Ta'an Ibur Tzura, who holds that even Pigul, Pigul is a disqualification on the actual animal, right? Now we said when an animal, we said from our Mishnah, the Mishnah didn't say this, but we inferred from our Mishnah that if you ever have a problem with the animal itself, then you could burn it right away. You don't need to wait for the, the, the look of the animal to change. Says the Gemara, but by Pigul, which is a problem with the animal, we say you got to wait. Manola. Okay? Why do you got to wait? Manola, where, where's that from? 
Learned that oven oven from nicer. Granted, we use nicer as the source. It's got oh, left overnight, then you burn it. But you know what? Why don't we learn out oven oven from the chatas of Aaron? That by the chatas of Aaron, it was burnt mamish that day. So why don't we say same thing? Pickle should be burnt mamish that day. Answers the Gemara Amar Lach. He'll say to you chatas to Aaron ki agavna nami ibortur ledaris ba'i v'hosamayra shoisa hisa. The halacha of Aaron was Irasha. Irasha means it's a psak for the moment. It's not a psak to be learned and applied for later generations. And therefore, just because his chatas was burnt that day does not give us a right to make a gzera and apply it elsewhere for future generations. Period. Okay. Hashtad Armino, now that we said, now that we said whether something is kachi kachi or whether something is kachi kala, you always burn it. When something goes wrong, why do you got to say sorry? I know that. How do I know? You go burn it. Why do you got to say oh anything that's holy you burn? To teach us where the burning needs to be. Allah tells me it's got to be burnt. It says is telling us oh okay now it's got to be burnt. Maybe I could burn it in my backyard. No. Where do I, maybe I could burn on the Harabais? No. Where does it need to be burnt? Inside the Kodesh. Why do I need the Pasuk of and the Basar, the meat that touches anything Tame should be burnt in fire? I already know it. I, I'm going to know this from Allah. What's the purpose of this Pasuk? The Pasuk is needed to teach me how to burn. The meat, meaning, so after that, the I would have thought to say, I would say anything that becomes that becomes a puzzle, anything holy that becomes puzzle, you need to burn. For example, if meat, if the blood is left overnight before sprinkling, the nishbach dama, or the blood spills, the yatsadama, or the blood was taken outside of its proper place, the nishchutabalayla, or let's say the animal wasn't shechted by day when it's supposed to be, but it was shechted during the nighttime, the besreifa, these things get shreifa, the less nubachulan, because. These are issues strictly to holy things, and they, have, they, they never come up with an issue when it comes to chulu. When a person wants to shecht an animal for kosher meat, you're allowed to do it at night. But I would say, as far as I'm becoming tamei, that, listen, tamei messes up holy things, and tamei messes up chulun things. Since it applies to chulun things as well, I would have thought that, that it doesn't need shreifa, maybe you could just go ahead and bury it. Okay, the same way chulun that becomes tamei, if for whatever reason nobody's allowed to end up eat, uh, using it, eating, what do you do? You, you bury it in the ground. You just got to make sure nobody ends up eating it. I would say the same thing's true when uh, the same circumstance would apply to hefdish. Just go bury it. And therefore the Pasuk lets us know that when it comes to tuma as well, whether it's kachi kachim, kachi kal, that become tamei, Allah is we burn it. Period. End of that piece of Mishnah into that discussion. We are now at the two dots, four lines into the wide lines on Pebe's Omud base. Okay. The next part of the Mishnah said that when the psul, when the issue, the disqualification is not an animal-centered disqualification, 
Rather, it's an owner-centered disqualification. For example, you bring a carbon and now the owner becomes tame, so he can't eat it, or the owner dies, so he can't eat it. Then, you don't burn it immediately, you wait till the next day. Says the Gemara. When did the owner become tame? We touched on this when we read the Mishnah. Remember I said in the Mishnah, oh, the owner becomes tame, you bring gum, the owner becomes tame. When? It was going to be sometime between the Shechita and the eating of the Karim Pesach. Ask the Gemara here to clarify. So let's clarify. What's the Mishnah What stage? When did the Torah kick in? Okay. In our Mishnah, when the owner became Tomei, not only after the Shechita, but after the Zerika, the blood was already sprinkled. Now that the blood was sprinkled, the meat, excuse me, the meat is fit to be eaten by the owner. And since it's already fit to be eaten by the owner, and now the owner the owner is not available, so now we say you got to wait till the next day. Let's say the owner became Tomei before the blood was even sprinkled. The meat was never fit to be eaten in the first place. And therefore, everybody would be in agreement, says Rabbi Yechon, says Rabbi um, Yosef, everybody would be in agreement that you, that you could burn it right away. So the, again, according to Rabbi Yosef, the disqualification on the owner that I wait till the next day for is only when the disqualification happened at a time when the owner was already permitted to eat it. Okay. Mesve. We're now going to challenge this. Whenever there's an issue with the body of the animal, a psul in the body of the animal, you start from yad, then you burn it right away. But the issues with the blood or with the owner, the eights, you got to wait till tomorrow. The eights the base of And the next day, you take it out to be burnt. We say the owner's like the blood, just like the blood. When did it become tummy? Obviously, it became tummy before the sprinkling. Because it became tummy after the sprinkling, it doesn't matter anymore. So the blood must have become tummy prior to the sprinkling. So, and it said blood and owner. So that means the owner also became t- tummy prior to the sprinkling. Uh, you see that even when the owner becomes tummy prior to sprinkling, you still wait till the next day. Rabbi Yosef, what are you talking about? You can't argue on this, Brisa. To repeat outside. Rabbi Yosef says that in order to burn it right away, it has to be that the blood wasn't sprinkled. But once the blood was sprinkled and then the tomb of owner kicks in, you wait till tomorrow. We have a Bryces that says, seems to imply at least, that even when the owner becomes Tomei before the Zrika, we'll still wait till tomorrow. So rather, this is how we have to understand the statement of Rabbi Yosef. The Machlaika says the owner becomes Tomei prior to the Zrika. Why? Because the, the, the meat of the carbon, Pesach, wasn't fit to be eaten yet. And therefore, since the meat was never fit in the first place, we view it, even though the Tom is on the owner, we view it like it's an issue with the body of the carbon. Because the carbon never, the body of the carbon never became fit. The owner bone became tummy after the sprinkling. This chazi the meat ahead of time of fit 
going to agree this is called Psulei Machmas Davar Acher. Uboi Yibratshu, you're going to have to wait till tomorrow. Rabbi Yechanan, Afla Acher Zrika, Nami Machlekes. Rabbi Yechanan is going to say that even after Zrika is also a Machlekes. Let's focus on Rabbi Yechanan for a few moments. The other Rabbi Yechanan, the Tavayi Rabbi Yechanan is consistent. Rabbi Yechanan says, Rabbi Yechanan ben Braika, Rabbi Chami Yomru Davar Acher. Rabbi Yechanan ben Braika, and... Um, Rabbi Nehemiah say the same halacha, which we just said, and that is even after the Zrika, there's a machlekas. Rabbi Nehemiah, Mahi, where, do you, where does Rabbi Nehemiah come into the picture? The time we learned in the Bryce, Rabbi Nehemiah says, Remember, I remember we brought out earlier on Aleph. We said that Aaron, we had a discussion between uh, Aaron and Maisha. Maisha told to Aaron, Why aren't you eating the, the carb? Is it because the blood was taken to the wrong place, right? Did it go to? Did it go into the Kaidash? Did it was taken outside? Why Taka didn't Aaron eat it? Because Aaron was an Ainain. And an Ainain is not allowed to eat from a carbon. An Ainain is somebody who has a close family member uh, that passed away, is not yet buried, not allowed to perform mitzvahs. Since he was an Ainain, his two sons had died. So he wasn't permitted to go so far as to eat it. That's why it says, our response to Maisha, because of this particular, Ka'ila, what's going on right now? Okay? What's going on with him right now? The fact that he's a father who just lost two kids. Aninus is like La'achazrika. It should be put in the same category of somebody. It should be considered like the the... Blood was already sprinkled. Why? Because if the blood's already sprinkled and somebody becomes an Ainin, they're not allowed to perform the mitzvah of eating it. And when uh, they ended up burning the carbon of Aaron, they did it right away. That's the opinion of Rabbi Mechemius. You see, Rabbi Mechemius agrees with Rabbi Yechinan that even when the Tumah happens after all, the whole process, the Tumah happens after the Shechita, the Kabbalah Saddam, and the sprinkling, and then you become Tomei. Still, you uh, you burn the Karban Pesach right away. Okay? So you see that Rabra, Rabbi Echanan, uh, Breka are holding the same thing. Last step, top of tomorrow's daf. Let's just get up to the Mishnah. Rabba Maisif Afra Beisagili. Rabba holds that Beisagili agrees with Rabbi Echanan and Rabbi Nechemia. He also holds that if the person becomes Tomei, even Achar Zrika, even after the sprinkling, it's still going to be able to be burnt right away. Time learned the Vaisa, basically, the basically says, This whole discussion about when to burn the animal is talking about um, the the Parim, uh, the bulls, and the goats. Okay, This is talking about any sin offering. Any chatas offering habira. That the is that when it's going to be burnt, you need to burn it by the base habira, this set area on the harabayas, where where uh, the animals that became invalidated are burnt. And also gives us a laisa say a negative commandment. You're not allowed to do this if a person does end up eating any chatas that became unfit. And they said to basically, and what happens if the chatas itself does not have a problem? But the blood had the problem because the chatas again was brought on the outer mizbeach. What happens if the blood was brought into the wrong area? 
Listen, the Pasuk says they're not allowed to bring it into that area. And we're going to assume from this response of the quote of the Pasuk, what he means is the Inafik Ihi, that if it would have gone outside, Inami Ayoldama, or if the blood had gone inside, Bisrefa, Itaka would have been burnt right away. Okay? So basically, seems to imply, like Rabbi Yechim Abreka and Rabbi Nechemia, that the that the Shreifa happens immediately. Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yechanan didn't quote Rabbi Saglili because Savar he holds Damu Basar Chodem Milsahi. He says that he says that blood and milk, uh, blood and meat, is all considered the animal. So by mentioning the meat, that automatically we should assume the blood is taken into account as well. Bailam Milsah Risahi, or when the owner becomes tame, it's a completely separate thing that's becoming tame. It's not a part of the animal that became tame. It's an owner of the animal, and therefore that's when you'll have to wait. So when do you burn right away? When the animal itself, the meat becomes tame, when the blood becomes tame, you could burn it that day. Only when the owner, only when the owner becomes tame do we say that you got to wait for the looks to change, which is the next day. And Be'ez Hashem, we'll pick up from here tomorrow um, afternoon at 12.15 on Arab Shabbos.